Welcome to another episode of the Leaf Cast. Takes by Leaf for Leaf. Yo, I appreciate you tuning in. Be doing anything with your time right now, but you choose to rock with me, so I rock with you. Amazing times. I say that a lot, but every time it gets more and more intriguing. The president is in the hospital. Um, president has COVID-19. He's now Walter Reed. He is um, convalescing. And depending upon who you listen to, it doesn't sound good, right? <laughs> so so let, let's, let's go back in time and just kind of play out how this week has transpired and, 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 and try to parse together what appears to have happened. But before we do that, I think it's important to understand the backdrop of all of this. So let's level set on a couple of things. First and foremost, January 28th, the president was informed by his own administration, intelligence in his own administration, that the pandemic was going to be the greatest threat to his presidency. The gravest threat was the pandemic. So he was told that. There are audio tapes where the president has admitted or has acknowledged, probably a better way to put it, that the pandemic is deadly and it travels by air. He's acknowledged that. We know that. Okay? That's a real fucking thing. So, this is happening He knows about what's happening. He understands the impact of what's happening. And still he has downplayed what has happened. And you can make the argument, or at least he can make the argument that, hey, I downplayed it because I I didn't want the economy to get worse. So that's why I downplayed it. Now, I'm not here to debate the ethics around such a position, but let's assume that's the rationale. What was always weird to me was, okay, if you're acknowledging things are fucked up, but you're still going to try to get people out there, okay, but why would you then, knowing things are fucked up, expose yourself to the virus? That's the part that I never got. And not only would you do that, the person who's making these decisions is a per, is, is a self-confessed germaphobe. But I think the reality is there's a difference between a person that is has a phobia or a fear of being exposed to germs and a person who just doesn't give a fuck about the average American and doesn't want to be around them. Right? That's a real thing. So now you have the president, the self-confessed germaphobe holding rallies, you know, Herman Cain's dead. He's he's, he's, in Minnesota. He's literally holding rallies. A lot of them have been indoors in Utah, indoor rallies. And I, you know, again, he understands it. He understands that it travels by air. I know he understands that. 
And so I guess the thought process is if I stand, you know, away from them and they're in a crowded room that they'll only get it, I won't get it. I don't fucking know. Because the other important backdrop is in terms of the information that's been given to the president is to understand that this is the United States of America. It's the one and only superpower in the world. We have the best doctors and scientists in the fucking world. And to the extent that there is something that we do not know, the national security apparatus will pick it up or steal it from another country. Facts. So now put yourself in this weird position where you see yourself with the president not acting against the interests of his constituency, because he's done that since the beginning he's gotten in office from the tax breaks and all the other bullshit. It's never aimed at the average Trump voter. So that's nothing new. But what is new is for him to literally expose himself. That was the part I never fucking understood. Never fucking got it. So here's some things just to remember as we talk about, you know, Trump in terms of how he's going about doing this. Number one, the Abbott test, what they appear to be relying upon, you know, certain people in the White House, you get around the White uh, President, you take an Abbott test. Results come back in 15 minutes. Let's remember something about the Abbott test. Number one, the accuracy of that test ranges from anywhere between 50% and 75%. Would you gamble your life on the accuracy of something that is between 50, the range of between 50 and 75%? Just to hang out with the president? Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. But I'm not that guy, so who knows? So, the Abbott test, number one, range of accuracy, 55, 50, 75%. Number two, it's a snapshot in time. Meaning, if you took the test on Monday, you got your results back, like, let's say 15 minutes later. Whoever you have been in contact with, whoever you have talked to, whoever you have dealt with within that 15-minute period of time is not covered by the Abbott test. And you can extrapolate that out for any other tests that you may take meaning it's only a snapshot in time. And number three, many people who are carriers or are exposed to the disease, they will not show up. It will not show up on a test to for 14 days. That's why the CDC and all these other doctors have said to people, if you know that you have encountered someone who has been exposed to the disease, if you have been exposed to the fucking disease and you fucking know this, you should go quarantine for 14 fucking days. Everybody, you've been taught. This is something that in my mind, I thought we all stacked hands on this concept, I want to say in March. But here we are. So I think of it as a death call. And the reason why I think of it as a death call is because Think about this for a second. You've got the president that is literally doing this kind of passive-aggressive suicide march. That's the only way I can think about it. He understands the science. Why would you go and continue to hold super spreader events? You're a germaphobe. 
Why would you do that? I don't know. But for you to have a cult, right? It's not only got to be you, you got to have some cult members. And I would argue that the Republican Party is now a death cult, right? How, how else can you quantify what is taking place in the Republican Party? Initially, they tried to blame this whole thing on Hope Hicks. Hope Hicks, Hope Hicks uh, infected the president. We'll talk about Hope in a second, but it's all Hope Hicks' fault. Well, apparently, this can be tracked back to a super spreader event that took place on Saturday. So on Saturday, this is, again, last week, on last Saturday, this is how the irony is so rich here. Trump had a party at the Rose Garden and announced the nomination of Judge Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court. Some of the people who have gotten sick from that event and contracted COVID, Senators Mike Lee, Senator Tom Tillis, University of Notre Dame President John Jenkins, uh, former White House Counselor Kelly Kellyanne Conway. This is just the, this is just the initial list. Stepping in the campaign manager, he's gotten sick. They're all getting sick. But the difference between these guys getting sick and the people at the Tulsa rally, the Herman Keynes of the world getting sick, is like yo, Mike Lee. Mike Lee's in video at the at, at, at the Rose Garden with no mask on hugging people. And like every people are hugging him back. So I, I like I don't get it. I don't understand it. But here's the thing that I would point out. The difference between the Tulsa and the Rose Garden is that this is the elite. This is the Republican elite. And if I'm Mike Lee. Like, you couldn't pay me money. Mike Lee's not running this year. He's not up for uh, anything. He's not up for office. Why would you go to a super spreader event? Why would you go to an event? Let's just say he, he, he thought he was going to an event. He thought they were going to be social distancing, going to be masks. But when he showed up to the event, no one's wearing a mask. I think at that point in time, you have to make some decisions, Mike Lee. Because if it was me, like, there's just no way. There's no fucking way in the world that I would have attended. You have told the story, like, you know, again, I'm, I'm like, literally, I've been in my basement. The only times I have gone out the house, I actually, I can tell you this, since, since March, I have gone into one, inside, one building since March, actually two. I went to a 7-Eleven and I went to pick up some takeout and I had to go inside. That was it. That's since March. These people are like, you see the pictures in the Rose Garden, they're lined up, they're packed together, packed. And look, I don't, I'm not, quarantining and living in my basement because I fucking love it. But it's a pandemic. Like, what What are the alternatives? It can't be Mike Lee hanging out with Mike Lee. I can't do it. Again, like, if Barack Obama, Michael Jordan, you know, Nas, and they called me up, they were like, yo, Lee, 
We got a card game going. We need one more guy. Can you come through? And I'd be like, um, cool. We're going to play cards outside? Socially distanced? We're going to make a mess? No, 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 no. We're not going to do any of that. We're going to, um, we're going to play the card game, you know, in a closed room, no mask. We're going to smoke some cigars. We're just going to hang out. I'm good. Fucking Obama, baby. I'm good. Come on through. I would have to say, Mr. President, with all due respect, kiss my ass. <laughs> that would be my response. I wouldn't be running massless into the fucking abyss like Mr. Lee. So again, that happened on Saturday. So that apparently is the origin of all of the shit. That's the origin of it. Is that nomination? But there's literally like 11 people now, journalists, motherfuckers have just gotten sick. So let's fast forward Tuesday. This is after the super spreader event. Trump travels to Cleveland for a 90 minute press debate against Joe Biden. Two men are both tested ahead of the debate and stand behind the lecturers. Again, this goes back to the problem with this rapid testing. It's not accurate. And number two, it can, it can only catch you if you're at certain stages in terms of contracting, tra contracting the disease. It's not reliable. White House aide Hope Hicks is part of the large entourage that travels to Ohio with the president aboard Air Force One for the debate, including members of his family and senior staff. No one wears masks during the debate, violating the host rules. Apparently, they came by and was like, yo, would you put on a mask? We got masks for you. And they told them to kiss my ass. We're not wearing no masks. Fuck you. Like, this is somehow, again, this is the pace. This is at the point where I start. The only person that wore a mask was Melania. Melania put on a mask. But the rest of them said, fuck you. Melania put on her mask because she literally can do whatever fuck she wants because she renegotiated the prenup before she came to the White House. The rest of them, the rest of the Trump kids, are still waiting for their inheritance or any money that they think they may inherit. I don't know if they've looked at the tax returns, but that's the story for another day. So they all have to kind of just say, hey, Trump's not wearing a mask, we're not wearing a mask. And some of them, like Eric, are so stupid, he might not even understand what a mask is. They gave him the mask, might put it around his eyes. You know, what is this? <laughs> so, I don't know. This is this is this is this is fucking Eric Trump we're talking about here. So they go to the presidential debate, you know, spreading it out, spreading spreading the love, spreading the corona. Who knows? Wednesday, Trump travels to Minnesota for a fundraiser at a private home, and I don't know about architecture in Minnesota. I'm sure there's some beautiful homes. I'm sure, you know. Uh, Trump didn't roll up in someone's, uh, you know, three-floor row house. But the point is, how many of those people do you think wore more masks? And again, if Barack Obama, Jay-Z, Michael Jordan showed up at my house, knocked on my door, was like, yo, we want to play this card game. Do you mind if we come in? No, we're not going to be socially distanced. No, we're not going to be any masks, but come on, baby, you know me. 
So Bubba, I, I wouldn't even open the door. But again, I'm not holding fun raiders in Minneapolis. Hope Hicks is among the White House aides who accompanies Trump on the trip. She feels unwell on the return trip and isolates herself aboard Air Force One. So this is when we have to start calling bullshit. This bitch was probably sneezing and coughing, and they still let her on the plane. So, look, if you travel a lot or if you have traveled a lot on airplanes, you know, it's not uncommon to get a cold because of just, you know, how the airplanes are set up. It's not uncommon. But we're in a pandemic. And my whole thinking here is who is like who's running point on the Secret Service? Like who's that dude? Because apparently, in my mind, again, I always envision like if you know you watch the movies where it's Clint Eastwood or these guys, you know, Secret Service dude coming out, you know, whooping somebody's ass. So in my mind, like the Secret Service dude should have just jumped out of like, I don't know, the trees or the bushes and kneecapped this bitch before she even got on the plane. Like, what? You look like you might be sick. Because if I'm a germaphobe, anytime a motherfucker coughs, you gotta get off the plane. You can't get on the plane if you're coughing. But now she's on the plane and she starts to feel worse. So they decided to put this bitch in her own room on the plane. Now, let's go back at this point and take a pause and just go through some personal history of Hope Hicks. Hope Hicks is a dirty bitch. And I don't mean that in terms of, I don't know anything about, um, you know, whether she washes her hands or not. I'm saying that Hope Hicks is a dirty bitch because Hope Hicks likes to fuck dudes that she works with. That's why she's a dirty bitch. Like, you can say, hey, I was young and I entered into, you know, this relationship at work and then I certainly realized afterwards it wasn't a good idea, whatever, whatever. But this bitch has done it at least twice that we know of. How do we know this? Let's read for you from a headline from a story that came out many years or a couple a couple, a couple of years, from, uh, years ago. Former Trump campaign manager Corey Lewandowski may have helped expose allegations that former White House staff and secretary Rob Porter abused his two ex-wives. Corey Lewandowski apparently did this because he still had, quote-unquote, raw feelings for Hope Hicks and thought he could control her. Now, there's some many things that are weird about this story. Number one, that you're telling someone else that you have raw feeling for them. I don't know what raw feelings are as opposed to protected feelings, but I don't really, it doesn't make me feel comfortable. And then this concept of controlling her makes this dude seem like a wacko. But then you realize that Corey Lewandowski is the same guy who assaulted a right-wing journalist. That's why he had to be removed from the campaign in the first place, 2016. So this dude is fucking nuts. And not only is he nuts, Hope Hicks is fucking him. Corey Lewandowski gets put out. She moves on to Rob Porter. Rob Porter, who whooped up, beat the shit out of two of his ex-wives. He still was able to pass through. I don't know what kind of vetting is done in the Trump White House. Apparently you have a pulse and the president likes you, you can get a job. 
No one focuses on the the salts of the wives until that shit comes out. And it's also come out that whole picks has been fucking him. Let's not even talk about the Mueller investigation. Let's not even go into all that shit. But the bottom line is, Hope Hicks, dirty bitch. So here's the thing. This isn't like she got the chicken pox, okay? When people, because there's, first of all, the president travels with a physician, at least one physician. I would argue probably more than that. When they started to realize, because that's not like Hope Hicks is like, oh, I'm sick. I'm going to lock myself in a room. Holler at me when the plane lands. No, somebody told that bitch that shit. Somebody was like, hey, 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 hey. You're coughing a little bit too much. Get your ass in this room. But the point being, we're on a plane. We're on a plane. There's nowhere to go in terms of air circulation on a fucking plane. And if I'm in the Secret Service, this bitch gotta go. She has got to go. Whether you kick her out of the plane, whether you put her in a parachute, you're nice enough to give her a fucking parachute, she's got to go. Or whether there's some smaller, like, part of Air Force One that can break off. I've seen it in the movies. I don't know if it's true. Escape from New York, check it out. But there's gotta be some way to get this bitch off the plane. At worst case scenario, land the motherfucking plane and let this bitch Uber her way back to fuck home. Anything other than staying on the goddamn plane because it's a fucking pandemic and this bitch is sick. But what do I know? They say after the fundraiser on early evening Wednesday, Hicks stayed aboard the aircraft as other aides watched the airport rally that evening from the sidelines. Then she later isolated herself on the plane for the trip home. Did anybody clean the plane out before everybody else got back on the plane? Did any of this happen? Are there any safeguards? Who the fuck is in charge? But what do I know? Friday, Trump tweets shortly before 1 a.m. that he and the First Lady have tested positive for the virus and will begin quarantine and recovery process immediately. Dr. Sean Conley, the physician to the president, releases a statement that the president and the First Lady are both well at this time and they plan to remain home within the White House during the convalescence. Saturday, they took this motherfucker to Walter Reed. Here's the thing. You can't trust this administration about anything. But here's some things that I think objectively we can, we can extrapolate from this experience. Number one, doesn't matter who you are, 99.9% of motherfuckers don't want to be at the hospital. Unless there is a newborn baby, no one wants to be at the hospital. 
Number two, there is a physician and there is a full staff at the White House. So for him to have to go to Walter Reed, shit ain't going well. Number three, while he was at the White House before he went to Walter Reed, apparently he took an experimental cocktail. You don't start taking unapproved experimental Hail Mary fucking Sarah Palin cocktails unless shit is going wrong. Moreover than that, the pandemic isn't a surprise. We're in October. This started in February. If you are the president, if you are the Secret Service, do you not have a playbook in place to care for the president if he contracts COVID-19? So for them to break out those protocols and this motherfucker still being sick, so sick, that they made him wear a mask, finally, and put on the helicopter and go to go to fucking uh, Walter Reed. While he's on the helicopter, Mark Meadows and all these other motherfuckers are on the helicopter as well. And it's so amazing that they're all on the helicopter. And this goes back to the point that I'm making, I made earlier, that this is not just a presidency. This is a cult, a cult of personality, and this is a death cult. Because if I'm Mark Meadows, the last motherfucking place that you are going to find me is on a helicopter with the motherfucker that you know is tested positive for the disease. And is so fucked up, they gotta take him to Walter Reed. Nah, I'm good. I'm so fucking good. Because I know they got some hazmat suits. I need a hazmat suit at the very least. But nobody, everybody's just walking around, suits on, hey, just, just take them to the hospital. Now it comes out that the president may have contracted the disease earlier than what he acknowledged, which was Thursday night, or excuse me, Friday morning. So more than likely he had this shit. He knew that he had been exposed. First of all, objectively, he knew at the very least that he had been exposed on Wednesday because Hope Hicks had to be fucking quarantined. And you don't have to wait 24 hours, you the president of the United States, to get a fucking COVID test. It's not the way it works. It's not the way it works. So this kind of goes back to my point, which this is a death cult. You've got a president. Seriously, think about this for a second. You know, I want you just to put yourself in his mindset for a second, right? This is a guy who's already been exposed as being a poor businessman. This is a guy who's being exposed as literally paying zero to $750 in federal taxes because he's such a shitty businessman. This is a guy who's on tape telling Bob Woodward that he's going to lie to the American people about the significance of the spread of the disease. This is a guy who is called the military suckers and losers. This is that guy. This is a guy who faces criminal and civil exposure once he leaves the White House. 
for hush payments to porn stars. This is this guy. So when you think about it, the only thing really that could get worse at this point in time for the president, if they're dropped a sex tape of Barack Obama fucking Melania Trump. You know, he'd have to, you know, the sex tape would have to be Barack Obama fucking Melania and Ivanka Trump. That's the only thing left that can get worse at this point in time. So there is this, again, passive aggressive suicide kind of march that this dude is going on. And just like Jim Jones and any other cult leader, you have his followers marching right off the fucking cliff. They knew he was sick. He went to Bedminster to campaign in New Jersey. They knew he was sick, and they still got on the plane and flew with him. He's making videos. He's literally making videos from Walter Reed. Who are the people who are in the room recording these videos? It's amazing. It's amazing. So I want to leave on this note because I think it's, we talk about the death cult. It's important to understand how deep this shit goes. There's already rumors or, you know, again, from far right wing, you know, hey, Biden gave it to him or all this other bullshit. But here, here's the best one I've heard so far. Tucker Carlson falsely insisted that CNN said Trump deserved the sickness that he got. He played a clip of John Harwood, for example, who said that the president's behavior had put a lot of people in jeopardy. Well, that's a fact, including the president himself. Imagine, said a disgusted Carlson, Trump just announced he was infected and he deserves it. The Fox host added, repeating what he imagined the left had said. They didn't wait long. Carlson summed up his view of the media and the Democrats' perspective on Trump as he asked for it. He was dressed provocatively. So they're basically, Tucker Carlson is comparing Donald Trump to a sexual assault survivor. Right? So the same way you wouldn't get upset with the sexual assault, uh, assault survivor, you wouldn't blame someone who has been sexually assaulted for asking for it, you shouldn't blame Trump for getting the disease. So perhaps we should set aside the over 30 women who have acknowledged that he has sexually assaulted them, because I thought that was rich, the irony of said statement. And just focus on the fact that we should feel just, I don't know what the Republicans expect the rest of America to fear. Um, polling's out now. I believe he's down by 14 to 15 points in the polls. Um, and I do, I, I do wish him a healthy and a speedy recovery. But I find to be most ironic is that the one thing that he thought that was going to put him over the hump, meaning the nomination of Amy Coney Barrett, the Supreme Court, has turned out to be a super spreader event. And so many Republican senators have been infected 
it almost seems like they will not be able to hold a vote because you cannot vote remotely in the Senate. You have to be in person until after the election. So, like everything else, Trump has managed to fuck that up as well. Yo, I appreciate you tuning in. Um, it's a crazy time. It's going to get crazier. Uh, buckle up your seatbelts. So, we got like 30 days left, baby. 30 days, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. So, as always, I want you to stay safe, stay situated, stay calm, stay positive. Peace.